proof that anyone can have a sports show. Wow. <laughs> Electric booyah bass right from Jump Street. Adam Crowley. What's up, players? On ESPN Pittsburgh. The Browns are America's team from Hard Knocks to Baker. They have captured the hearts of America. I'm kind of rooting for them. Are they better than the Steelers? You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina with me live at the Carson City Saloon. Shirtless Tom behind the glass in the studio. Joe Rokicki turning the knobs here with us at Carson City. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. I like Baker, and I don't care who knows. The dude looks like he won the Super Bowl every time he does something. He grabbed his crotch against Kansas last year. That's badass. Everyone said, what a, What kind of guy does that and leads an NFL team? My quarterback. I would have drafted him in a second at number one. The guy's a stud already. And, yeah, I know it is one game. And, yeah, I know it is the Jets. But I believed in him. And now he's performed in the NFL. Why wouldn't I believe in him now? Steelers fans are going to hate him. But I love him. Walks on to Texas Tech. Wins the quarterback job. Gets hurt. Then he transfers. Walks on to OU, becomes three-year starter, wins 34 of 40 games, wins the 2017 Heisman, drafted number one overall, then he doesn't get the job out of the gate, and he comes in and wins a game for Cleveland after 635 days of not winning. Uh, this guy is the American dream on America's team, baby. Seriously, how can you not like him? I know that he comes off a little prickish, and uh, I know that he can be... A little cocky, but he is everything you want in an athlete. He cares, and he defies the odds. He's a little guy. He's the size of Drew Brees. I'm pulling for him. Some players are special, and I know it's one week, but I saw enough of them in Oklahoma. I've heard the story. The guy's going to be a thorn in the side of the Steelers for years to come. I told you that I liked him coming out of the draft. Last night... He comes in after no first-team reps. How nuts is it that the Browns are getting this kind of coverage? Nationally, the Browns are the talk of the league right now, while the Steelers are getting absolutely shredded. Isn't that a nice kick in the nuts? From Penguins camp, Patrick Hornquist on the fourth line. What? No! No, my God, no, please, no! No! Seriously, who cares? It is like practice number six. Patrick Hornquist is going to play up and down the lineup this year. I doubt he's a fourth liner. Here's why he can't be a fourth liner. Uh, I mean, he fits to the style, and he'll create a scoring punch on that line, but you're paying him way too much to be a fourth liner. You know who's going to wind up on the fourth line? Brian Rust. Problem solved. I was ra- I was railing, pardon me, It's Friday. I'm hammered. I was railing against Antonio Brown yesterday in his ridiculous press conference with the media. And some of the words that came out of his mouth you can't understand. Worse yet, he doesn't have any accountability. 
Worse yet, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Worse yet, he doesn't understand what the media does. You guys are supposed to be writing about winning, right? No! We write about what you do. We'd be talking about winning if you were winning. We'll talk about losing since you're losing. We'll talk about ties when you tie. Imagine the consternation. Imagine the confusion on the face of Mark Caballi and Jerry Dulag and Dale Lally when the Steelers tied. They're supposed to be writing about winning, right? No. But the more I listened to Antonio Brown, the more I thought about what he said yesterday, the more I think I understand what's going on. Marquise Pouncey didn't have a problem with Antonio Brown not showing up on Monday. He said it was a personal issue. Antonio Brown doesn't think any of his other teammates think there's a problem because he had a personal issue. Mike Tomlin, the way he was speaking to the media the last two weeks, kind of leads me to believe he is rallying the team against the media. Because there are so many distractions going on within the locker room, he is using the media as a lightning rod to try to get everyone on the same page. And as much as I hate the whole hashtag fake news movement, this is sports. This isn't politics. This is sports. This isn't national security. So if that is in fact what Mike Tomlin's doing, if that is in fact the way he's getting his team to fall in line, it's friggin' brilliant. If Mike Tomlin's getting the Steelers to focus on this game against Tampa and have an us-against-the-world mentality, I think that's a beautiful thing. Let's see if it works. I bet you it will. Mike Tomlin has yet to lose a team in his tenure as Steelers head coach. Jerry Dulac going to be joining us today at 420. That's in about 14 minutes here on ESPN Pittsburgh. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Usually there's a formula for Friday shows in football season. You're going to break down the other team. You're going to look ahead to the weekend's games. You're going to talk a little bit about the Thursday night football game. And you're going to go heavy on your game. Steelers. Tampa. But it's Monday, so I kind of feel like that's what we do on Monday. Today, we'll do a lot of that. But there's some other stuff I want to get to, too. Including Patrick Hornquist on the fourth line. Oh, my God. I joke. I kid. All Steelers. All the time. You know what, Steelers fans, this year could turn out good, but I don't think that you yet grasp what's coming in the near future. The Steelers have been good for two straight decades now. Think back, 2003, they went 6-10, and 10, and that's what led them to pick 11th, which is why they were able to draft Ben Roethlisberger. But before that, in 2001, they were 13-3. and three. In 2002, they were 10-5-1. and one. In 2004, they went 15-1. and one. And then in 2005, they go 11-5 and five, win the Super Bowl. They've had some lean years between now and then, three or four of them. In 2006, they went 9-7. and seven. They went 8-8 eight and eight three times under Mike Tomlin, but they've yet to have a losing season other than 2003 in the last two decades. It's coming, people. It doesn't mean it's going to be this year, but they haven't had a losing season since they got Ben Roethlisberger. The worst, it's been 8-8. Eight eight. They did it back-to-back in 2012 and 2013, but they were in the playoff hunt both years despite the record. I'm 27. I don't really remember the Steelers ever not being good. 1995, they go to the Super Bowl. 1994, they're in the AFC Championship. The Steelers have been good as long as I can remember. We're spoiled. We're blessed. It's one of the best organizations in sports. It's at least been that. 
But it's all cyclical. It's like the stock market. Prolonged periods of success are often followed with long periods of championship droughts. Hell, the Packers have had 25 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and they got only two rings to show for it. Two rings is good, but it's hard to win in this league when things go right, let alone when you don't have that guy. The Steelers, in a few years, won't have that franchise quarterback. Now, it could always be Rudolph. Perhaps it could be the guy that they draft. They could bring in an heir apparent. But ask the Bears how easy that is. Ask the Jags how easy that is. Ask the Browns how easy that is. And there are scores of other teams because it's hard to find that guy. Steelers aren't your typical NFL franchise. They've been good for two straight decades, but there might be bad times and likely will be bad times right around the corner. The Steelers last year were 13-3, and but if they missed a couple of field goals or the ball bounced here or there, they absolutely could have been a 9-7 type football team. That's with Ben and Brown and Bell and scores of talent. Hell, this year they're 0-1-1 with Ben and Brown and Juju, and T.J. Watt, who's playing well, and Cam Hayward, and Stephon Tuitt. When will we finally see how the other side lives, Steelers fans? I don't think you understand that it could be coming, and it could be coming quick. The Steelers aren't going to be infallible. They're not Teflon. They're not always going to be good. And I think that there's this assumption that they kind of will be. Now, Brian and I were talking in the parking lot the other day outside 200 Fleet Street, the big gold building, the Death Star. And he said, I don't think Steelers fans understand what's right around the corner. I agree with him. I I don't think you do. Uh, That's why this year is so damn important. They have been. They have Brown. At some point, they will get Bell back. They need to capitalize on this season. They need to find a way to win a championship in Ben's final couple years. Because if they don't, it's the dark ages. You have no idea what's right around the corner. 412-922-2874 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. As I mentioned, Le'Veon Bell could show up this year. He's expected too late. But Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette wrote, there is that possibility that maybe he doesn't come back this year. Now, I don't get that. If he doesn't show up this year, doesn't that mean the Steelers have the right to franchise him next year because it wouldn't have had his salary toll for the 2018 season? Uh, What kind of sense does it make then? Uh, He just assumes the Steelers will cut bait. He just assumes the Steelers will say, F this guy, we don't want him, and he can get what's available to him on the open market. Uh, It doesn't make any fiscal sense. We'll talk to Jerry Dulac about that coming up in about 10 minutes on the show. But uh, Le'Veon Bell is stupid. Uh, I don't think he's that stupid, right? Uh, I don't think he's dumb enough to skip the entire season and then just expect that things will work out for him. Doesn't that make him a bad teammate if he's willing to skip out on a year of guaranteed money? Won't other teams see him as a bad teammate? I don't know. Throwing it against the wall. I think I would, though. I wouldn't want that guy around. Off the topic a little bit, I haven't had my oil change in like four years. I think it's a scam. Car's still rolling. Everything seems fine. My starter won't work from time to time. Ground wire was raw the other day. I had to get that fixed, but 
the hell's an oil change do? Still rolling. Still take it to work every day. Point A to point B. This this is the same car that's broken down about four times since I started on the show, right? Yeah, Tom, but it was a starter and it was a ground wire. Uh, okay, okay. So I it mean, had nothing to do with the oil and not getting it changed? Agreed. I don't okay. know what the oil does. Okay. I think it's nonsense. It's BS. I, I've gotten it done once in the nine years I've owned the car, and the car's fine. Yeah, car's fine. Never never breaks down at all. I mean, it was in the shop last week, but not but for that, that reason. That was the starter. Yeah, it's yeah, nothing to do with oil. Ground wire, starter. I mean, that has nothing to do with oil. I right? have not changed my oil in, I think, just under two years. So you and I are wor working on a combined six years right now, and our cars are fine. I, I think it is a vast conspiracy, you know, and I know it's a conspiracy with the stickers they put up in the corner where they're like 3,000 miles. That's BS. Yes. 3,000 miles is keeping Jiffy Lube afloat. Yes. You know? There's no doubt about it. And I don't I, even want to have my car inspected. I mean, we're, it's 2018. Why can't we have oil that lasts forever? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, sitting here. Bad, Joe? I agree. <laughs> I'm sitting good, here right now addition. feeling like such a sucker with all the money I've spent on oil changes every six months. Like You're doing it every six months? That's what they tell months? me to do. They're robbing You're... me blind. Why do you always have to listen to the greater I, day, Tom? I don't know. I, I need to stop being a follower and start being a leader. And when has it been since? I thought it was always by miles. When, when has yeah. it they, been They do that thing months? where it's by miles or six months. They kind of get you on both ends. They do it. If you reach this mileage, come in. But if it's six months, come in anyway. I put on like 25,000 miles since I last got my oil changed. See, that's not good. Yeah. What do you mean it's not good? It's, it's right, fine. It's fine. That's not good. It's Dude, fine. I'm probably pushing about, I'd say probably, and this is a guess, but probably 15. Yes. Yeah. And that's going back and forth between home, driving around. Like, Joe, what do you do? I, I just had it changed. What? I just had it changed. Uh, Scam. Two days ago because I'm anticipating a trip, and um, it had been since February. How much was March. that oil change? I don't go f full synthetic. I do a blend. Oh, do you? Do You're a blend, blend guy, huh? Blend guy. Like so when you go, it's like the barista. You should show up. I'd like the blend, please. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the extra lubrication, you know? The lubrication? That's right. Very good. See, it's so slippery, I couldn't even get it out. That's what she said. 412-922-2874 is the number. Should I get my oil changed? It's been four years, 25,000 miles. Jerry Dulac's coming up next. He'll talk to us about whether Le'Veon Bell is or isn't going to show up this year for the Steelers. And is Mike Tomlin using the media? to get the Steelers pointed in the right direction. It's Crowley Show. It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Live at the Carson City Saloon, the Bud Light Happy Hour today from 6 o'clock until 7 here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers not playing on Sunday, which means get to watch a lot of ball. I love that. West Virginia was off last weekend, so I got to watch all the college football games without having to be stressed. I'm stressed differently when it comes to the Steelers playing, but Sunday, back, butt on the couch, feet in the air, beers in the hand, red zone on the TV. I cannot wait. And then Monday, the Steelers lose to Tampa Bay. Maybe. Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network joins us now to preview that game. He's sponsored by Frank B. Fewer Wholesale and the Clubhouse in Gibsonia, serving Yingling Lager, 16-ounce drafts, 225, all day on Saturdays. Uh, Jerry, thank you for making the time today, buddy. How you doing? Well, Adam, uh, I am fine. And uh, instead of leaving tomorrow for uh, Tampa because of the Monday night game, I'm uh, leaving Sunday. 
So Isn't I get it nice? Extra day, I get an extra day at home. Get to hang out with the family, get to watch a right. little ball, get to scout the league. I love it. I really do. They should play Thursday and Monday every single week. Uh, Jerry, before we get into the game against Tampa and the prolific offense with the greatest quarterback of all time, Ryan Fitzpatrick, right. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Antonio Brown situation. And yesterday, I mean, that was just it was a joke. I mean, he didn't huh. take any accountability. Uh, it's as if he didn't think he did anything wrong, which doesn't make any sense because then why is he uh, being uh, reprimanded by Mike Tomlin? What did you glean from that, if anything? Well, I, I gleaned that's Antonio Brown. And uh, that's what that's, uh, you know, nothing, nothing was different and nothing will change. And, um, uh, you know, as you said, uh, he didn't think that he sounded as though he didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, that's, that's what comes from a sense of entitlement. Um, you know, Antonio Brown believes he can do whatever he wants and whatever he does is the right thing. And um, that was, to me, was typical Antonio Brown. And I, I don't see anything changing. I think we'll be having the same conversation with him. Um, you know, maybe it won't involve, uh, you know, I want to, uh, not he never said I want to be traded, but all the trade talk, I don't know that it'll be that. You know, they told him, I am sure they told him to watch his behavior on social media, and that'll go in about one ear and out the other. Um, so I, I, don't, I, I don't expect anything different. And what you saw yesterday, it, to me, is, um, is what we've been seeing uh, not so much tone-wise, but message-wise. But there was a, there was a, uh, you know, there was a certain tone and anger to his, and to his demeanor uh, that um, you know you could see that he's, you know, he, he's he's defiant. He's going to continue to do what he wants. He didn't say that, but that's that's what the case uh, that's what the case will be. Do you think that the team is going to try to use this as a rallying point and try to kind of blame the media for the things that have been going on? I kind of got that no. sense from them, too. No, I don't think so, Adam. I, I You know, I honestly, um, you know, everybody any, everybody channels their inner mojo to some degree. You know, Heinz Ward used to get his, as we all know, that nobody, nobody ever thought he could do it. Nobody ever thought I would be here. Uh, I still remember the one time, the one year, he says, he says, nobody picked us to win the division. And I said to him, I said, well, Heinz, Peter King picked you to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, um, they, you know, these guys, they just find whatever kind of, I don't want to say lame excuse or reason to motivate themselves, but I don't think it's a conscious effort like, you know, well, hey, we're going to rally around and blame the media. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so at all. And the reality is nobody's blaming the media when it comes to Antonio Brown except Antonio Brown. Uh, those other teammates, they're not stupid, at least the vast majority of them. And they kind of know the way he is, and they just kind of leave it be. But I don't think anybody thinks that Antonio Brown is being misrepresented by the, by the media. Uh, he does a good job, uh, the little fellow, of doing it to himself. And as you know, Adam, I tell you this all the time. Having done a radio show with him for five years, I like Antonio Brown. I still go up and speak to him. Um, but he's, he's Antonio Brown, and I told you he loves two things. Scoring touchdowns and Antonio Brown. <laughs> Jerry, do you like joining us here on the Crowley Show? I think that's all very well said, Jerry. Um, as for the Le'Veon Bell situation, got to get one of those in there too. One uh, of those questions. I was just thinking. Thank goodness for the Antonio Brown, uh, uh, you know, kind of crap this week because then we don't have to talk about Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> uh, but we will anyhow. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ed Bouchette, your colleague at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, he wrote today. What if? Le'Veon Bell's not going to show up in 2018. How does that make sense, though? I mean, a lot of the things Lev does doesn't make sense, but 
wouldn't that still leave the Steelers to have his rights for an extra year? Wouldn't Absolutely. They be to, yeah, so it doesn't Absolutely. make sense to me. And that's why that doesn't make sense to me. But I, I do see this going to week 10 or wherever he thinks maybe he should come in week in, excuse me, week eight. And if he thinks that they won't pay him, uh, you know, when they get take a two-week roster exemption, which they will. Um, but I, at this point in time, that's just what I expect. Um, no, I can't tell you what they anticipate because what they anticipated didn't happen. They don't know. The teammates don't know. Um, you know, you've heard me say, Adam, that, you know, uh, before five, six days before Labor Day, he told his teammates he was – uh, some of his teammates, he was coming in on Labor Day. He had indicated to Marquise Pouncey when he didn't come in on Labor Day that maybe it would be Wednesday. Otherwise, Marquise Pouncey wouldn't have said that. And he didn't come in then. So I don't think anybody knows. And to be perfectly honest at this point, I don't think anybody cares. They're operating as though Le'Veon Bell is on injured reserve and not playing this year. And they're just that's the approach they're taking. Now, it's not saying he won't play this year. But for now, and for however long need be, that's the way they're looking at it. Jerry, as I was driving into the Carson City Saloon to do the show today, I was hopping around the radio. I was scouting the opponents. I was listening to that other station across the street. I was listening to Madden, and uh, the station across the street was playing some sound from Keith Butler. And they were saying, oh, do you trust this guy? He can't even speak. Listen to the way he's talking about the Steelers' defense. I thought that was so so far out of bounds. Which 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 moron said that? Of course, honey, you don't want to give him any credit on on, on air, air our airway, so forget it. But I'll I'll find out. That's you know that's that's just disrespectful. That's you know that's being that's you know that what are they doing? Painting him as a country bumpkin? It's one hundred percent what they're doing. You, it's a hundred percent what they're doing. And yeah, look, you talk you, about racially or ethnicity profiling. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, if you want to if you want to talk about the defense not being good enough, that's one thing. To hear him say "dagum" and then say, "Oh, he's a moron," that's asinine. Like that's a right. joke. That I mean, I was floored. Um, that yeah. being said, uh, the defense isn't very good right now. What what can be done? Is this a scheme issue? Is it a talent issue? Is it a we're going to get better as the season goes along issue? How do you think they're going to work yeah, things out? I, I mean, you know, there, let's face it, Adam. There were periods in that um, in that Cleveland game where uh, the majority of the time they were pretty good, and there were periods in the second quarter against Kansas City when they shut them out and got some stops uh, that they weren't bad. That that's not a great body of work. The Cleveland game was. But I, I, I think um, I, I will say two things. I think they will get better in this regard. When you look at it, of the 11 starters, five guys, they have five new guys, or at least five, five guys in new positions. Sean Davis is new. Morgan Burnett is new among the starters. John Bostic is new. And, and uh, Bud Dupree and, and T.J. Watt have switched sides. So you've got five players. Five of their starters are, are new guys in, in those spots. And I think and you know Morgan Burnett missed a lot of the preseason. Um, I think it's going to take a certain amount of time, not a lot, but, you know, it's going to be a transition period where those guys get comfortable with one another. That being said, and uh, uh, Adam, this is the most average uh, linebacker unit I have seen from the yeah. Steelers in, in, in as long as I've been covering. I can't even tell you one that was more average uh, than, than this team. And, and the strength of, uh, of a 34 defense is the linebacker unit particularly the outside linebackers. I like T.J. Watt. I think he's going to be a nice player. The rest of them, in, uh, to me, and, and I know this is a concern to them, they're average players. 
and and they're just not going to be a solid defense when you look at and they, hey, look, they've gotten a lot out of Vince Williams. You can't ask Vince Williams to do any more than he did last year. He had a big year for a guy who came in and stepped into that role. So you're not expect you can't expect Vince Williams to be any more than he was last year. But but again, that unit is is just, it just isn't what you need for a 34 defense and. They've had they've had since the you know the end of last year to figure out that deficiency in the middle and guess what you can say whatever reason you want whatever excuse you want that they couldn't make a trade that they couldn't move up that Tennessee took Rashawn Evans whatever you want the, the bottom line is they didn't address the one major weakness they had and it, to me it's still going to continue to bite them in the, in the dupe for the rest of the season. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Jerry Dulac joining us here. Uh, on the Crowley Show, I was looking at some of the statistics for Tampa Bay, Jerry, and some of them are just absurd. Deshaun Jackson has nine targets on the year. Antonio Brown has 33 targets on the year. But each of the nine targets, Deshaun Jackson's caught the ball, nine catches, 275 yards, 30 yards a catch, and three touchdowns. Uh, It's not who you play, the old adage goes. It's when you play them. Uh, coming into the season, I thought, ah, Tampa, they got weapons, but ah, Fitzpatrick's Fitzpatrick. Well, when he turns into a pumpkin, none of us will be surprised, but the Steelers are now playing him whenever he is He's Cinderella mode right now, right? Right, and, and you know, Deshaun Jackson's the only receiver in the league who's caught every target that, that, that uh, you know, has been uh, thrown his way. Look at O.J. Howard. He only has five catches, but he's averaging 30 yards as well. I think he had a 75-yard touchdown. Mike Evans is uh, Mike Evans. Their one weakness is they don't run the ball very well, and that's, yeah. that's the difference between them and Kansas City. Kansas City could hurt you with Kareem Hunt. You had to be aware of him. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have that. So it's going to be a little easier, if you will, to uh, defend them. But they, they are uh, you know multidimensional, uh, but this guy will go down the field on them, and, and they have to be ready. And uh, Adam uh, Deshaun Jackson has 23 touchdowns of 60-plus yards. Jeez. That's That ties Jerry Rice for the most in NFL history. So this is a guy who goes over the top. This isn't a slant guy who runs, catches 10, and runs 50. This is a guy who runs past you, and he does it, let's face it, as well, if not better, than anybody in NFL history. So um, that's, you know, and he did it again last week. That's what they're looking at. They expecting to have Joe Hayden back in this game, Jerry? Yeah, I think I think he's going to play. I think this is going to need to be a big game for Sean Davis because uh, you know if they try to go uh, up over the top, the Steelers have already allowed six passes of over thirty-one yards, so um, that's been an issue to uh, to some degree already. Yeah, I believe uh, Joe Hayden will be back. There's no reason why he won't be at this point, um, and and certainly uh, you know certainly that's going to help. Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, how good is Tampa defensively? Uh, is this is this going to be another shootout, Jerry, do you think? Well, they're weak in the back end. So um, I, I think uh, I, I, I believe that the Steelers will be able to throw the ball. Unlike the Steelers, they have a strong linebacker unit. They're a 4-3. You know, they have uh, 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 Gerald McCoy, who's, you know, who's a six-time pro bowler. They brought in two guys from the Eagles in free agency, uh, Vinnie Curry uh, being one of them. And Levante David and Quan Alexander are their two linebackers who are, who are, are running hit linebackers, um, and they are what the Steelers don't have. You know, that 
230-pound guy who can run, what Ryan Shazier was. They have two of them, and that's the strength of their defense. Their front seven is pretty good. It's when you get past that because of some injuries uh, that they've had to kind of reshuffle a little bit uh, uh, in the secondary. Jerry, last thing for you. Uh, I haven't gotten an oil change in four years. Is that a bad thing, do you think? Well, eventually I think you're going to see a lot of smoke coming out your back. <laughs> and uh, so if you're having trouble in your back end like the Bucks are, then uh, I think you can attribute it to your oil ch- uh, lack oh. of oil change. Now that is smooth. Uh, Jerry, appreciate the time as always, buddy. Uh, enjoy your uh, somewhat freer weekend, and we'll talk again next week. All right, Adam. Good chat with you, my friend. You too. That's Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, sponsored by Frank B. Fewer Wholesale and the Clubhouse in Gibsonia. Serving Yingling Lager, 16-ounce drafts, 225 all day on Saturdays. <laughs> I think it's going to be another one of those Big 12-type games on Monday. I really do. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, his numbers are unbelievable. And they've got a couple of other good players as well. Coming up next, I'll give you the scouting report. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing a scouting report. That's next uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Fat Jack coming up to start the 5 o'clock hour here on the Crowley Show. He'll handicap some of the big games throughout the weekend, both in college and the National Football League. I wasn't planning on getting this in here, but I'm going to get it in here before we get to how good the Buccaneers are on offense. I was driving to work today, and the American Pie song comes on. It's like nine minutes the long. The Don McLean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it made me think. I would never play that song. Like, I would never be driving and think, okay, let me pull out my phone, let me scroll to that song, let me play it, and let me listen to it for the next nine minutes. <laughs> but every time it's on the radio, I leave it on for the entirety of the song. It's a great tune. It's a tremendous tune. It sucks you in. It does. I'm yeah. bobbing along in traffic. I'm singing <laughs> four-tenths of the words. Yeah. Like, I American pie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think I know the words, but you don't, because again, it's nine flipping minutes long, <laughs> and it made me wonder: what are some songs, snowflakes, that you hear on the radio that you don't turn off? That you hear the song, you're like, "Oh, I gotta bop along." And we were just talking about it. You said Michael Jackson. Yeah, a lot of Michael Jackson, especially some of the rock and stuff. Like the other day. Uh, Tom and Q was playing Beat It. Yes, he was. And I, like, I was absolutely rocking out to it. And I was like, Michael Jackson is so badass. Oh, he's one of the best ever. He really is. But then I don't go, I don't go looking for it. I mean, full disclosure, like ninety percent of what I listen to is talk, just because I'm a dork. Yeah. And I'm an old guy. You are. But like, like it is. It's one of those songs where I should listen to it more every time I hear it, and then I forget. When Michael Jackson died, I think the entire country just dove all in. 
and then listen to nothing but Michael Jackson for like a month. Yeah. And the same thing kind of happened with Prince. Prince is the same kind of thing. I, I will never turn Prince on. I'll never go to my phone and be like, oh, let me put some Prince on. But when Purple Rain comes oh, on, my goodness, oh, yeah. windows are down. How about the song Let's Go Crazy, too? Yes. That's another one that Kiss. goes nuts. Yes, that's a perfect one. Kiss? You don't Kiss? put on the Kiss? song Kiss. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, oh okay, yes, okay. Yes. But also Kiss. Uh, yeah. That's another one, too. Well, and, and here's the thing. Absolutely. We all have those certain songs in our lives where you love the song. But society will look down on you for loving this song. So you're driving to work, you're driving somewhere else, and you roll the windows down, right? And when that song comes on, you roll the windows up because <laughs> you still want to keep listening to it. Some of these songs aren't those kind of songs. Like Michael Jackson comes on. I don't yeah. care what creed no. you are, how old you are. I you want people to on. hear me. Yes, yeah. you're cool. Same thing with, with American Pie today. I rolled my windows down. Yeah. I was like, I don't smoke anymore. I'd love to have a cigarette right now. It yeah. would be tremendous. Look at my musical tastes, everybody. I rock out. Yes. Yeah. I am a woke yeah. millennial. Yeah. I, I will listen to that old-timey stuff, and I will dig it. Joe, Good. you had one? Third Eye Blind. Okay. Oh, nice. A little so more said, contemporary. Also, the one that I love and uh, would be somewhat ashamed of that we'll be seeking out, uh, Party in the USA. A jammer. Oh, my song. God. That's a great jam, dude. Song, that's dude. a log jammer. There's, Joe. There's dude, no reason Joe. to be ashamed. Joe. Yep. I'm so happy he Party said that because that is the exact song that yesterday was on that I was like, I ain't turning this off, but I rolled my windows <laughs> up on the way to work. You got to treat it like gangster rap in a bad neighborhood. Yes. You, know? you do. Don't do and it. Roll it up. <laughs> roll that up, baby. Yep. You, you don't want to be seen listening to that <laughs> no, stuff. Uh-uh. Not Party at all. in the USA, that might be the dude, definitive one that dude, we all love. Along those up. lines, it reminded me of this, but that damn Friday song. It's the Friday, worst. It, oh, Friday, dude, it jams out, though, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it jams out. I, I don't want anybody to know I'm jamming out to it. But if it comes on and I'm not alive, like, no one's around, I'm jamming out. And and here's a cool thing, because I'll give a plug out to, like, an, uh, another one of our sister stations. 3WS is always in the break room. It's always on in there. And I walk in to get coffee, and I drink a lot of freaking coffee, so I'm in the break room quite often. And there's always a jam on there. Like, if it's Billy Joel Piano Man, like, I'll hang out in there, and I'll start dancing, but I'll look around the corner to make sure no one's coming in <laughs> to check me out, you know? They had play that funky music, White Boy, oh. on the other day, and I was jamming, dude. That's so funny. I think 3WS epitomizes this conversation. It kind of does. Every time I listen to that station, I'm like, wow, this is a good song. <laughs> That's a good song, too. Yeah. Billy <laughs> Joel, Uptown Girl. Yeah. Not seeking it out, but comes on. It's getting blasted. Yeah. See, up, if, if I was seeking out Joel, Uptown Girl's like the bottom of my list, but if it comes on, it ain't going back on. No, that's a rocker, man. I love that tune. It's a great tune. Piano, or not Piano Man, pardon me, American Pie, it was on 3WS on my way in. Was it really? It was. Yeah, nice. It was absolutely that. Because I, I flip between there, certain days there are... My presets, right? And one of my presets usually is that station across the street. Just so let me scout the opposition. Yes. Let me look at the film here. Yes. Let me look at the tape, right? Yes. Let's get that all 22. Mm -hmm. Today I wasn't having it, so I slapped 3WS on. Yeah, nine minutes. My commute is 12 minutes. Three-fourths of it, man. <laughs> Not bad, so, I was so happy. That's the kind of song, a song at that length, like nine minutes. That's what you call a poop song. That's where Jock has some time to get out of the room. Yeah. Go down. <laughs> that's a good. That's, right. that's a good tune for that. It's it really friend. is. And a and a God of David is the best for that, by the way. Ah, yes. That's the that's the original. Yeah, it really is. That's yeah. the that's the big poop song. Joey Bag of Donuts tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Old school Britney Spears. Why not? Wow. Oh baby, All baby. Toxic. See, uh. Toxic's the one I think of, and that's not even old school. Yeah. That's just a. That's just that's banger. A, that's just the, yeah. That's just the one that comes to mind for yeah, me. If you, you don't like Kesha, 
Sorry, Tom. If you don't like that song, you just don't like music. I right. mean, that's, it's as simple as that. Yes. Now, new school Kesha is getting play with the hipsters. They're like, oh, Kesha, she, she gets it now, right? <laughs> she had to deal with her whole past, and now she's lashing out at her past through her music, and it's great. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to die. Leanne and I, my wife, we listen to Kesha all the time now. It's the old TikTok Kesha, though, that if that comes on the radio, my windows go up. And I'm leaving it on, and I am just thinking about college. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Hell wow. yeah, let's go. That's sophomore year of high school for me. That's crazy. See, for me, that's beginning at college. Yeah. That is partying at the law firm on 376 Stewart Street, <laughs> just Jeez. banging along with some Kesha. Sometimes a pit bull might find his way onto the, onto the stereo, too. See, pit bull I can't do. I'm sorry. Not a pit bull guy, huh? I draw the line of pit bull. Wow. Mr. Worldwide? Um, Come on, Joe Dale. Is this a weird one to no get thanks. up for? How about Uptown Funk? Mm. When Robin Thicke comes on, you're like, hey, hey, hey. Blurred Lines? That's Blurred song. Lines. Yeah, different oh, is song. it? Oh, my bad. But See? Uptown Funk, it, it's similar. That's how uh, Bruno Mars, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I was never a huge Bruno guy until he did the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and then I fell in love. I mean, I thought he put on a great performance. Yeah. I think he I think he transcends era. I think he's that kind of talent. Oh, yeah. If Bruno's on, I'm down for Bruno, too. But I'm never going to look at my phone, drive it, and think, I'm going to slap some Bruno on there. Doesn't is happen. It, is it wrong that I uh, I label him as, as Black Timberlake? Like, he's that guy that just, like, crosses all generations. You can't hate him. you got to love him. And he's going to be around forever. You know what never goes on? And I always turn off, and they just pick for the damn halftime show for the Super Bowl is Maroon 5. Oh, good yeah. One. Okay. That's one that I really can handle. Yeah. yeah. Tom, I think, can echo the sentiment, too. Super Bowl's in Atlanta. You pass up Outkast. Um, so many go. people, Joe. Yeah. Gucci Mane. Yeah. yeah. Come I mean, on. There's, there is a laundry. There's a long it, list. It was total flub up by the NFL yeah. there. They went for the safe pick, right? They did. Because 100%. Maroon yeah, 5. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're not going to offend anyone. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Are you kidding me? Hey Ya at a halftime show. That's really? another one of the songs that comes on the radio and you're cranking and it up to 12. I mean. Check it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> hey Ya. Hey Ya. I, I think they totally messed that up. And Maroon 5, their early stuff, I didn't mind. Like Sunday morning. Like you could smoke a blunt to that back in high school. <clears throat> Kids don't do drugs. But I'm just speaking my own past experience. I've grown up. I don't do drugs. That was your first blunt. <laughs> Tom's like, really? You're gonna tell me you were smoking weed? <laughs> it's a Sunday morning. Yeah. Whenever, whenever there's Pink Floyd out there, <laughs> dude, yeah. you were doing weed wrong, man. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's go to Todd next up and first up today on the Crowley Show. Hey, Todd. Karma Chameleon Culture Club. Oh, that's a great come a, one. Come a, come a, come a, come a, chameleon. That's a perfect one. Come and go. Oh. Come and go. You know, I so. Red, gold, and green, baby. <laughs> Red, gold, and green. That is, that is, you, Todd, you get the show, and you get it, man. Yeah, I mean, you, dude, just, that's you just exactly, understand. That's the, oh, no. Todd, can I ask you one more question, buddy? Yeah. I haven't had my oil changed in four years. That bad. <laughs> That's not good. How much do you got? I got the bad. Todd doesn't get the show. Get the hell out of here, Todd. Thank you. I got Joe up on Twitter.com here at underscore Adam Crowley. Somebody to love. That's a good one. Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Spe good. This is a little bit of an older one, but speaking of oil, how about Midnight Oil? Bur beds yes. are burning. Yes. How can oh. we dance when the Like, oh I'll jam every time. I went to that concert, by the way, because I was old.
Toto's Africa, does that even fit? Or is no, that... Africa's a great one. That's, that's an yeah. absolute that's, that's great That's probably one. that and lead off, honestly. That might be. Because, again, I'm not seeking that out ever. But yeah. If it's on. And I well, don't know the words, but I'll sing. Like, I had the rains down in Africa. If, you're, if you have a bar and there's touchdowns, that comes on. Yeah. Oh. That's good stuff. That and Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. See, one. Don't Stop Believing, I turn off. I'm the same way. I don't like it. I'm done with it. Really? I'm done I'll with it. I like don't. It. it reminds me of Clint Barmas. Leaving about <laughs> And that ain't right. Devin, next up. Hey, man. Hey, there's a couple songs that I, that I don't know the, the title to them, but I know if Aerosmith comes on or Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I don't even listen to rock and oh. roll, I listen to the song. But See, I called I, in because I heard Joe Rowe kicking. And when I first used to call it to the show, I used to answer the phone. And Joe even tried to send me a link because he said I made the NFL Network. That's right. <laughs> yeah, talking about Debo last year. Call up and say, "What's up, Joe?" Hey, man. How's it I going? I love Charlotte's Town, but we miss you, brother. Oh, I miss you too, Devin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, what it? What was the one, Devin? Uh, oh, the Chili Peppers. So, oh boy. Back in the day, I mean, that was always just in my rotation. Mm-hmm. But now it's not. But now, if I'm listening to the X, I'm driving home. And whatever song, Californication, even I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Sign me up. I'm little, good. Little give it away that yes. comes on. Give it away. Oh. Give it away. Give it away. Now, now I did that one in karaoke in college. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. It is. Uh, I was incredibly. What you got? I got to give it to your mama. What you got? You got to give it to your papa. <laughs> oh God! I gotta hear you karaoke Don't stop. on Continue. that. Yeah, Why I gotta you hear stop? you karaoke that. <laughs> All right, last one here because I totally just. My God, how did this take off? I just didn't care. You know, I wanted to tell you all about the Buccaneers. We'll just have to do that later on in the show. But the other one is, any bare naked ladies? See, no, oh. I'm not there. Oh, I'm not no. there on that. I'm just not. Oh, come on, BNL's great. The Parthenon's in Greece. I get it. They're not bad. <laughs> but wasn't it's, it in Greece, too? <laughs> now, full disclosure, my number one karaoke song is One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's bound. What? Whoa. Wow, look at you. They used to do the bathroom singles. If you go on YouTube, you can go bare naked ladies, and they're just in the bathroom jamming along <laughs> acoustically. And it's they are funny dudes. It's yeah. it's awesome stuff, uh, but it's <clears throat> not in my rotation anymore. Coming up next, Fat Jack. We'll ask him that question. I got Britney Spears minus seven in that one. I think. Oh baby, baby. It's a Crowley show. <laughs>